Welcome to another episode of Mrs. Motivation with your host, me, Christina Clemente. Today, I have with me a new friend, Jamie Surya. So a little background on how I met her, because I like to tell everyone my connection to people, um, because one person honestly leads me to the next. So because I'm going through everything right now with my injury, I actually was going to occupational therapy at a local hospital here. And I ran into somebody that was telling me about a yoga studio who does a program called Love Your Brain Yoga, and it's for people who have suffered traumatic brain injury. And I was very interested because I'm very restricted right now with what I can do physically as far as exercise. And I thought like this could be something that I could get into, get some stretches. Um, Within this program, you are allowed to bring your spouse. So it was um, something that my husband and I could share and I can kind of connect with the traumatic brain injury community and also start practicing some yoga and getting back to myself. So upon learning this, I decided to sign up. It was, you know, kind of an experience for me. I put myself out there. I've been building this wall up around me for the last year um, since my injury. So it took a lot for me to sign up. But once I did, I found out the Jamie Surya studio in Spark Hill, New York actually holds this program. And there I found myself first Friday night and I was doing yoga and I really fell in love with the class. I fell in love with the, the people that were in it. And I really felt the sense of community and Jamie came to a couple of classes because we had different teachers and I got to meet her and I was blown away. It was really inspiring and motivating for me to meet her because she had provided me with this opportunity to meet other people who had gone through similar things than me. And also she, through this program, got me out of this rut to now where, you know, I'll stretch on a daily basis or I'll meditate more and I'm more in touch with my feelings about what I've been through and I'm able to share that more vulnerably because I've been told through this program and taught that this is okay and this is just where I am and I really enjoyed it. So that's how I, you know, came to know Jamie and so I just want to welcome her to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to hear your story. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I started teaching yoga about six and a half, seven years ago. And when I had first gotten certified, I was just teaching at a few different local yoga studios in the area. I was traveling back and forth to teach, you know, just an hour and a half class. And I ended up like driving more than I was teaching. I was making very little money per class. And, you know, from one of the first times I took a yoga class, I told myself, this is what I want to do with my life. I need to offer this to people. So as I was teaching, you know, just around the area, eventually I was like, I don't want to keep driving around. I don't want to have just random classes here and there. I want to have a space where I can really allow myself to offer what I really want to do in life. So I found this little hole in the wall in, in Spark Hill and I gave like the money that I had saved up from babysitting (laughs) and I was like okay cool here's my deposit I'm gonna try to open up a yoga studio so I got together my friends and family and we painted the studio we fixed it up we made it look presentable and I ordered a decal of my logo put it on the on the window and 
I just waited to see who would show up. <laughs> and it here I am five year, over five years later, and it's working out really, really well. <laughs> How did you initially find yoga? Uh, when I was in my first uh, year of college, and I, I went to RCC for uh, Rockland Community College for two years, and I went to RCC because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I had no idea what I wanted to be. I didn't have any pull towards any career. And again, so I, I went to community college and I found myself kind of slipping into a bit of a depression. And I was having really bad anxiety and panic attacks to the point where I I was uncomfortable all day long because I felt like I was always on the verge of having a panic attack. So one day I was like, okay, I don't want to feel this way. And, and I was feeling this way because I didn't have any direction. I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't know what I was going to do. So I was like, I'm not, I, I can't feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. So I've got to do something about it. So I went to a meditation class and it was just me and, and this, this guy that was leading meditation. And as soon as we were done, I just looked at him and I started hysterical crying. And he was like, whoa, like, what's, what's going on? Like, like, he didn't expect it. And I didn't expect it either. And then I was like, okay, cool. There is something here. So I, I started yoga because uh, I didn't want, I didn't want to feel the way I was feeling. I didn't, I didn't want to feel depressed and I didn't want to feel anxious all the time. And it's something that I still deal with today. You know, it's every day is I'm working on myself and working on being the best version of myself, you know, as we all are, I think. But so yoga didn't necessarily, you know, take the depression and, and the anxiety away. But what it's done for me is teaches me how to effectively deal with the depression and, and anxiety, right? So yoga hasn't taken it away. I started it because of those reasons. And it's taught me how to deal with everything that I'm dealt. I feel like a lot of people know what they like to do. Like I know I like to paint, but I'm not tomorrow going to go open, like go rent a little <laughs> shop down in the, yeah. you know, down in yeah. the village and like create my own paint and sip. Like that's not something that I feel like right now I have the courage to do. So how did you find that courage uh, to just go find an empty space and build a yoga studio? I get asked that question all the time. And I honestly, I don't know. I don't know how I had the courage. And I always say that was the only moment in my whole life that I was ever 100% fearless. And, you know, I grew up with my parents always saying, like, you follow your dream. You do and you be whatever you want to do and be. You know, if they if I wanted to go to become a doctor, they would be there to support me. If I, you know, I chose to go to community college and they were like, cool, let's do it. Let's see what happens. So when, uh, you know, I grew up always thinking, like, you can do whatever you want to do. And I was luckily in a position where I still lived at home. My car was paid off. 
I didn't have any job that I had to quit. I didn't have any student loans that I had to pay back. So I was really fortunate that I was in a position that I could just give something a try and didn't have a lot to lose. You know, if the circumstances were different, I don't know if I would have been that courageous. But again, just like growing up with the mentality of you can do whatever you want. And if you just try, the worst thing that happens is is I fail. And yeah, I just, I don't know what gave me the courage. I don't know what gave me the fearlessness. But again, I, I know maybe maybe this is it. Maybe it's because I, I knew what yoga had done for me. And I knew that this was part of my life's mission. So maybe that's where it came from, knowing that I, I had to do this and I had to spread this love. And I, I wanted people to feel as good as I felt when I left my first yoga class. I don't know if it's appropriate, but I do always <laughs> joke that like therapists are people who need therapy. Yoga teachers are people who went through something and they need something. I'm a podcaster. Here I'm trying to motivate and inspire you, mm-hmm. but I deal with depression, anxiety. I think that when um, somebody finds something that truly works for them, for me, that is sharing stories for other people, and for you, that's you found your healing through yoga and you want to put that on to somebody else and you want to see that person transform. Um, at one point when I was a beach body coach, it really inspired me to see people like who came to me and they're like, listen, I need a life change. I need to fix my diet. I need to lose weight. I want to feel good about myself. I don't want to be depressed anymore. And then over the course of, you know, six months to a year, whatever the program was, I got to see these people change. Mm-hmm. And through my love for Beachbody, I was spreading that to other people. And, and it really does warm your heart when you're able to pass something forward that you love onto somebody else and you can see a change and a difference in them. And, um, and a lot of what I feel about your yoga studio is that I was able to kind of find that within me. So your mission, like you said, is to spread that love and that healing. I definitely felt that when I was in your studio and I was in your class and the community that you created. So um, I'd love for you to be able to tell me about how you came to find Love Your Brain and um, why you decided to run that at your studio. One of my sister's uh, best friends from, uh, they both taught at, at an elementary school in Ridgewood. And my, my sister's best friend had, uh, had sustained a brain injury uh, at work. So she gave me like a little link about Love Your Brain. And I was like, oh, cool. This looks really awesome. And then I think within maybe two days, uh, Leela Brake, who is uh, a teacher at my studio and one of the Love Your Brain certified teachers as well, she was actually on the mountain when Kevin Pierce, the founder of Love Your Brain, sustained his brain injury. So she came to me and she was like, hey, this program is like now available for yoga studios and I'm going to go get trained in it and I want to offer it. And I was like, oh my God, amazing. Like, so I dove more into it. I I did more research about the foundation. We did like the Mindful March classes, which are donation-based classes every March in the studio where we raise money for the foundation. And once Lee had gotten certified, she brought back the materials and I was like, wow, this is amazing. 
And like you said, my boyfriend, Andres, who also teaches at the studio, he's a physical therapist at Helen Hayes Hospital, but he works uh, with neurology. So he's doing, you know, spinal cord amputee, but also brain injury. So we were both, of course, super interested in this. So we went to San Diego two years ago and got certified to now offer this. And it's just turned into our studio eventually becoming the first uh, partner studio in New York State. So we're currently the only studio in New York State who offers this. And it's it's been such a beautiful addition to our healing space because I'm a firm believer in yoga can be accessible and adapted and modified and verified for every single being. And it's really nice to offer this Love Your Brain Foundation program at our studio to get even more people interested in meditation and yoga. I felt like through this program, I was able to start from the ground up almost. It was very intimidating to hear about like a yoga program because I had just come off of an injury, then not doing anything physical. Um, but it really did start with the foundational basics, I guess, you know, breathing, meditation, a lot of just gentle stretching, restorative poses. And then at the end of the program, and they tell you this ahead of time, you have to sit and talk to people. <laughs> and that can be really intimidating for an introvert slash extrovert like me, because you're, you know, there's a topic. And you're forced to kind of share your experience. And the first class was really intimidating, I remember. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Everybody here is just like me. Exactly. You know, and there were people there, you know, that I met and that are beautiful people that are suffering way more than I am and struggling way more. And it kind of also put things into perspective for me as well. You know, like everybody is dealing with a different level of pain and it was really nice to see everybody share and you know towards the end we all just became like this like family of like people who have gone through something similar it's really cool it was it was really great i really enjoyed it and i met a lot of great people and i was very grateful because it really helped me to where i am now where i feel more comfortable at home stretching or i feel at, like more comfortable having conversations with people about what has happened to me because that can be very intimidating. So I really appreciated the Love Your Brain program um, and I was just, thank you so much for doing that. I'm so glad that that was so helpful for you. Yeah, Amazing. it really was. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's just, I met uh, great people, um, not only the patients, but the teachers. Yeah. You know, and I got yeah. to connect with them and because yeah. sometimes you can feel a little like sketched out, like, okay, she's teaching this program, nothing's wrong with her, right. you know? Yes. And, yeah. and you know, connecting with with your teachers was just like a whole other experience of trying to feel comfortable with people, mm -hmm. you know? Because usually, I think once you've gone through something, you put a wall up. Yeah. And, you know, you don't really let many people in. Right. But, um, you know, you created a very comfortable little space. So, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I know that your studio also focuses on other charities, and I want you to tell me a little bit more about the work you do with them. 
So <laughs> my mission in life and, and why I teach yoga is to help others, help others feel less pain, support others emotionally, mentally, physically. I just want people to feel overall better, right? So I do a lot of work with the Center for Safety and Change, which is a foundation that supports individuals who have gone through domestic violence, sexual assault, human trafficking, um, and a lot of, mostly all violent crimes in Rockland County, New York. So every Thanksgiving, we do a uh, gift card drive all month long where students bring uh, gift cards in for any amount to a place like ShopRite, Stop and Shop, Walgreens, um, and then the foundation gives those gift cards to the people that they serve so that they have this sense of, of freedom to go buy toys for the holidays or food or just a toothbrush, right? Like basic necessities. And then on Thanksgiving Day, Myself and one of the other teachers at the studio, Bella, we offer two free yoga classes where people can bring uh, more gift cards and we just offer a really beautiful space just to kind of welcome Thanksgiving in. Um, We've done charities for St. Christopher's Inn in Garrison, which is a place that supports men who are recovering from substance abuse and homelessness. We do charity events for the Rockland County Pride Center. I'm also a big advocate for animals and animal rights, and I try my best just to fight for all beings because I want all of us to feel loved, and I want all of us to feel equal and wanted, and that we are enough, and that we are whole exactly as we are. So I try to dip my toes into any charity that wants or needs support. What compels you to do that? You know, did you suffer from something in the past and then, you know, you want to pass it forward? Or do you just feel like passing on goodwill to others will make the world a better place? Like what's your why behind what you're doing? It all stems down to what is a life without offering love, kindness, and compassion to the world. There's so much suffering and so much pain that so many people are dealing with, including myself, and I just think that as long as I'm on this planet, I'm going to try to help and support anyone and anything, and especially people who are not treated equally. Uh, people that are oppressed and animals who don't have a voice that we necessarily understand. So I'm, I'm very big on giving the voiceless a voice. And I also think that there's so much power in being able to stand up for what you believe in and stand up for what you want. And I think it's really important to make the voice that I have you know, I'm lucky enough to kind of have, you know, not a platform, but I, I have I have a really big audience that I can reach and I want them to know what's going on with animal rights. I want them to know what's happening with the LGBTQ community here. I want them to know about the Center for Safety and Change so that if they do need that resource, they have it. I'm lucky enough where I've never been in a situation where I necessarily needed those resources, but 
I know that there are so many people that do and that breaks my heart. So I just try to help every and anybody because again, that's what I think that I'm here for. I think we all have that power, but I really do think that I'm on this earth to just help. And that's all I ever want to do is help. (laughs) I think that's a beautiful quality to have and that the world would be a much safer, happier, loving place if everyone came from that perspective. You know, a lot of people say that, you know, a big thing is giving back. Like, what's life worth living if you're not helping someone, if you're not giving back? You're really not going to get anything back because you have to give to get. Life is a circle. It's very universal, and we constantly have to pass things forward. And um, and that's why I also like to share stories of other people who are out there doing good. I like good news. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, I'm, I don't turn a blind eye to bad news, mm-hmm. but I think if we start to focus more on the positives, that will create this kind of uprising of love mm-hmm. that people can just continually you know, understand somebody else's perspective or do something for somebody else or share a story or just listen, you know, be there for people. I think that if you're constantly serving others, then only good can come to you. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. But I, so I, I really admire what you're doing, you know, with your yoga studio and the fact that you give back to charities, especially local charities. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't focus on local stuff and things fall to the wayside and you have to give back to your personal community before you can grow beyond it. And I think that that's important for eliciting any sort of change, you know, where you live. Yeah, absolutely. You get all types of people coming in and out of your studio. Some people come to you for physical pain that they're in. Some people go for emotional, mental pain. Some people are just there to be there. You're serving so many different kinds of people and all of those people are going through different things. What's your advice for them beyond giving them yoga? You know, like what's your advice to help them push through whatever it is that they're going through or working on whatever they're working on? Everyone that walks into my studio comes in for a different reason, right? It could be because of back pain. It could be because of depression or it could be that their life just lacks meaning. And what a majority of it comes down to is that we all just want to feel a little less pain. Again, whether that be mental, emotional, or physical. One of my teachings that I offer quite often is the fact that there's a difference between pain and suffering. So suffering is the emotional reaction that we lay on top of our pain, right? So pain is going to be inevitable. We're always going to throw our back out. We're going to lose loved ones. We're going to be faced with with hardships and heartbreak and depression and anxiety. Those things are always going to happen. But we have the power to either suffer through that pain or to try and live our best lives with that pain. So I'm a big advocate for yoga doesn't keep us from getting hurt, but it teaches us how to deal with that hurt. And what it all really comes down to in the end is recognizing that uh, we are whole already. 
and that we have everything that we need inside of us. And what happens to us over time and over experiences, over injury, over being hurt, over being sad, over being depressed, just our life experiences in general, is we start to lay a film over our heart, right? So it, it kind of blocks that wholeness feeling or that, that wholeness from shining through. So it's our work to get rid of that film, to chisel away at the film, to smudge it off, to wipe it off so that we can reemerge into our own wholeness. So no matter what someone comes in with, I want them to feel whole and I want them to feel enough. And whatever my teaching is that day, that's what it always comes down to is that they have everything they need within them. They just have to dedicate themselves to doing the work to find that wholeness again because it's in there that was sweet oh good so how old are you 26 yeah oh my god you're so young (laughs) so you're very young you own your own business do you find that very hard or are you having like a great time doing what you're doing there have been a lot of pros and cons to opening up my yoga studio so young so i opened it up at 20 i'm now 26 And I, of course, had to sacrifice a lot of my early 20s because I was getting up at 8 a.m. to go teach yoga classes in the morning. You know, my weekends were filled with workshops and trainings and classes. So I feel like I didn't get to fully experience that. I also didn't get to travel for a month or two, but I'm really lucky that I was able to find what I want to do with my life so young. A lot of people don't have that opportunity. So I'm so lucky and I would do it all over again if I had to, you know? I would always choose my path regardless of what I had to sacrifice. Being a young female business owner is also challenging because there are some times where people don't take me as seriously or they don't view me as a strong, powerful business owner. You know, it's like, oh, you're still so young. You have so much to learn. And I definitely do. I mean, I'm learning new things every single day. But it's, all, it, it's been kind of tough to, to be like, you know, stand my ground and stand on my own two feet and, and not be talked down to or stuff like that. So that's also something that I found challenging. How do you define success? How I define success would be doing something that makes you feel good and uh, makes others feel good. So again, I think that everyone has the potential to, to help and inspire the world, even if that's just their immediate family, even if it's just one person, right? Like we all have that chance to inspire somebody or multiple people. So... I think success is doing something you love, making yourself happy by doing that, and allowing others to experience that happiness. So who influences you? Who do you feel inspired by? I'm most inspired by every single student that walks into the studio. And that's like, it sounds a little corny, but that's like the total truth. You know, I I have favorite authors that I love to read or I have people that I like to listen to or, you know, of course, 
my my parents, my older sister, super inspirational to me. Andres is one of my biggest inspirations, but I really find all of my inspiration through my students. You know, everyone walks in there dealing with something, whether they ever tell me or not. I know that there's something in there that they're trying to heal. And to see people come in time and time again, whether it be an injury and pushing through it, whether it be one of my students that has MS, just coming in there and doing her best. It's the most beautiful, beautiful thing in the whole world to be able to just see people want to work on themselves and they keep coming back. They keep walking through that door no matter what's going on, you know? And even if that means that they come in and lie on the floor and cry that day, that's perfect, you know? And and that's my inspiration for the day. So I'm lucky where I'm constantly inspired every single day by multiple people because I get to see different people every single day in my studio. And the world inspires me. I'm inspired by by people who are out there fighting for others. You know, I'm inspired by that woman that just climbed the Statue of Liberty. Like, hell yeah, (laughs) that's amazing, you know? People that are fighting for equality and people who are fighting for animals. There are people barging slaughterhouses just to try to save one pig from being slaughtered. Like, that's amazing. And it just goes to show the power that we have as individuals is, is endless and... I just love everyone. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to have so much love pouring out of you. And um, so you've talked a lot about being vegan. So mm-hmm. no animal products, right? Nothing. None. Nothing. I cannot give up chocolate. There's certain things like I really can't give up. I went, I can't be too fake about it. Like I eat fish. Like, it depends on the day what I am. Like, some days I'm vegan, some days I'm vegetarian, some days I'm pescatarian. Mm-hmm. And then some days pork really turns me on. But, like, that <laughs> really only happens, like, um, once every couple of months, if that. Yeah. Um, I've decided that my body feels a lot better when I'm not ingesting meat mm-hmm. because I'm having a lot more fruits. I'm having a lot more vegetables. Mm-hmm. I've been subject to those netflix documentaries that make you cry and you're like why did i do that to that poor cow for so many years and you know and and not only that but i've been um witness firsthand i bought my husband an organic chicken and this is when i was still eating meat this was last august um so august of 2017 i bought him an organic chicken or us an organic chicken and inside of it was just horrid i don't know what it was it definitely wasn't chicken stuff i don't know Anyway, that was like the last day mm-hmm. that I really kind of was like, forget it. Mm-hmm. And then I think since then, since August, I've maybe eaten meat like somewhere in between 10 and 20 times. But I think from going eating meat every single day mm-hmm. to eating meat at that small ratio mm-hmm. is a lot better. I feel like I've decreased my carbon footprint. Um, I feel like I've saved a lot of animals. And I personally just feel healthier. Um, I'm struggling, you know, I sometimes struggle with creative ways to get my protein in because I'm still learning, Mm -hmm. but I want you to talk to me about why you decided to go vegan. I think that that's something that you're very passionate about. I know that your boyfriend is also very passionate about it. Um, So tell me a little bit more about that. The main reason I'm vegan is because of the unnecessary torture, cruelty, and murder of billions 
of innocent animals every single year. So I am 100% vegan for the animals. I don't eat any animal product or byproduct. I don't wear anything that was made from animal skin or fur. I don't use any products, whether it be makeup, shampoo, lotion, that was tested on animals. Um, And of course, there are hundreds of health and environmental benefits for being vegan, but my main concern is the unnecessary and cruel death of these poor, innocent, voiceless creatures that all they want to do is live. And what it comes down to is we have the option to either live a healthy life and not inflict murder and cruelty, or we can, right? So we have the opportunity now in this day and age to live a really healthy, really beautiful, cruelty-free life. And I think once people educate themselves and once they watch the videos of where our food really comes from. I mean, for me at this point, it's, it would be harder to put a piece of animal flesh in my mouth than to not, you know, people are always like, oh, is it hard being vegan? It's so freaking easy. (laughs) It is the easiest thing because I, knowing what I know, and the information is out there, right? It's, it's our choice and it's our duty, I think, to educate ourselves on, on where our food is coming from. But once, once I fully educated myself, I was like, there's no way. There's no way that, that I could ever be anything other than 100% vegan. So what is your response to people when, because I, and I ask this to you because I get a lot of this myself, if I'm at a barbecue and I'm the only person not eating a hamburger, a lot of attention gets drawn. Why is she not eating meat? Oh, my God. Why are you not eating meat? We've been eating meat since the dawn of time. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I roll my eyes. And then the next comment that comes out when they see vegetables and fruit on my plate is, my food eats your food. So what is your response to hearing things like that? Luckily, um, my family and Andres's family have made huge changes in the way they all eat. So we now go to barbecues and it's all vegan. But when we first made that transition, I was faced with those questions all the time. And now they don't ask me because they don't want me to. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to hear my spiel for the hundredth time. But um, my it's hard. It's hard going to a friend's house, a family member's house, and and not participating in a really big part of family, right? A big part of, of getting together is getting around the table and eating together. But I take it as an opportunity to educate. So I love when someone's like, why aren't you eating meat? Like, why are you eating corn on the cob? You don't want anything else? And I'm like, no, actually, I'm vegan. This is why I'm vegan. This is actually where your food came from. And again, I use it as a way to educate. I also, you know, I've been faced with questions that are like genuinely wondering why I'm vegan and why I live the way I live. But then I also get those comments of, oh, well, animals are here just for us to eat and just for us to abuse. And and that's when I kind of just, you know, okay, I'm going to turn around and take a breath and maybe come back and have 
a productive conversation, but when I'm faced with really ignorant questions, I will either find a way to respectfully go back at them or, or, you know, you just have to pull yourself away from that conversation. But most of the time people are really open-minded to listening, um, why I am the way I am. And there's, um, this pledge that a lot of vegans are taking now to never sit at a, at a dinner table where there are animal products. I thought about doing that, but then talking to Andres more, he was like, we've had some of our best and most productive educational conversations at dinner tables with meat eaters. So again, we use it as a, an opportunity to open up a dialogue about where our food comes from. And yeah, the fact that what they're eating eats all the vegetables, right? That's where our meat is getting its nutrients. So why can't we just cut out the meat and just go right for the veggies? But yeah, I'm faced with a lot of tough questions, but I've again done so much research and educated myself so much where I'm pretty confident in being able to go back and forth with, I don't like to call them not vegans, but not yet vegans. <laughs> Besides saving animal lives, what do you think are some other benefits for people who are thinking about going vegetarian or vegan? What are some things that you would say like, this is why you should join me besides the saving the animals part? So yeah, if saving the animals doesn't do it for people, which it sometimes doesn't, right? It's sometimes, you know, people are not always vegan just for the animals. People are vegan for their health. So um, if you look at a majority of our disease, right, in our world, it's, it's heart disease, it's diabetes, and cancer. And all three of those have a direct link to meat products. So a plant-based diet is the only proven diet to actually decrease the risk of both heart disease and uh, diabetes. So there's a really fantastic documentary on Netflix called What the Health, and it goes into all of the health reasons for being vegan. And they have people that are on tons of medication for everything you can imagine, from diabetes to um, high cholesterol and to painkillers, to high blood pressure medication. And when they switch to a whole foods plant-based diet, they are coming off of their medications that they've relied on for years and years and years. So um, I highly recommend if you are even the slightest bit interested in this is to watch the documentary, What the Health. It doesn't go into the cruelty. Um, there's no violent graphic videos in that one. It's purely health-based. So that's a really great informational documentary. My brother-in-law actually just watched it because now my my sister and her son are both vegan, but my brother-in-law still, you know, likes his meat. So we had him watch that and he decided to take a 30-day plant-based uh, diet challenge. So he's going to give it a shot for a month and see how he feels and hopefully makes the switch. But um, yeah, so there's also a really big environmental impact that comes with eating meat. So rainforests are being depleted in astronomical numbers because of um, making land and making space for these giant factory farms that hold thousands of cows and all farm life, really. And when we think about the amount of water and the amount of food that it takes to feed all of these animals, we could end world hunger with the amount of water and food that we're feeding these animals just to be killed so that we have a little bit of meat on our plate. 
at the end of the day. Veggies all the, all day. Veggies, grains. You can still eat so many delicious foods. I'm, I'm really inspired by not only your yoga mission, but your your mission for animals and diet and lifestyle change. I think that I'm hoping that when people hear this, they don't be like, oh my God, you know, here's these two girls on their soapbox. (laughs) And they more kind of open up to the possibility of just thinking about Mm -hmm. yoga or thinking about meditation or Mm -hmm. thinking about eating less animal products and then eventually not eating any. Mm -hmm. I think that what you're about as a person... um, is very inspiring and I'm very grateful to have met you and to have you share your story with me and I think life is about making these kind of connections Mm -hmm. and the only reason that I'm here um, having you in my home you know for the podcast is because I decided to take a chance you know I, I didn't put my blinders on when I went to the hospital for therapy I wasn't trying to be that closed off person I was willing and open to have an experience come to me mm-hmm. and that's when I learned of the opportunity to do yoga and doing that you know meeting you and Lee and Jen your other teachers that taught the program really is just like how you said it's like a cosmic wink you mm-hmm. said yeah it's like all those things happened for a reason so I'm very grateful for being sent there and then meeting your boyfriend and then, you know, getting to do the program at your studio and learning more about you. Because very honestly, I think it was, um, I want to say like three or four years ago, I was practicing yoga at 42 Main Street here mm-hmm. in Nyack. And I used to work for them mm-hmm. as a, I don't know what it was called. It was like a yogi program. And basically if you work there, you got to do yoga. Yeah. So I was like, cha-ching <laughs> like I can a talk to people sign people in and yeah. b do free yoga like this is a dream yeah. and um I never really left the studio but I you know know of other studios around here and I heard about you Jamie and I'm like this girl looks so young like how does she have her own yoga studio and I was always fascinated by that mm-hmm. and then I had a friend from elementary school Mark Frank mm-hmm. and yeah. his wife Leia I've known them forever And they were practicing yoga at your studio. And then when I came to find the Love Your Brain program, I reached out to Mark. I'm like, what's this Jamie girl all about? Like, should I go? And he was like, she's great. You should totally give it a try. And fast forward to now, like, that's what brought me here. Mm -hmm. You know, just these small little opportunities where you open yourself up. You take a chance on yourself Mm -hmm. to try something new, Mm -hmm. learn something new. And then hopefully pass that thing on to other people so that you can enrich other people's lives and, and, you know, spread that love. So I'm super grateful to have you share your experience and your story with me. And I hope that other people are just as motivated as I am. You've been a pleasure to talk to. And I hope that you'll come back again and maybe you can help us you know, explore the vegan world and you can teach me about recipes and where I can get my protein fix. And, you know, I think that, you know, if we start to open up a dialogue about it, more people will be open to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's where the real change comes, you know, is just continually putting it out there. So I hope that you'll come on again. Like I said, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so wonderful to talk to you. Thank you so much. Um, 
for the opportunity just to chit chat and get my mission and my love out. Um, and thank you really, because what you're doing and what you're experiencing and what you're going through is you're just another one of those inspirations to me. You know, you, you deal with your challenges, but you push through and you wake up every morning and you do what you got to do. And you have this amazing podcast, which is super inspirational, super motivating. And I'm, I'm in awe of you and I'm really proud of you. (laughs) And again, thank you for letting me be on here. So I'll come back anytime Yeah. and we can cook and hang out and all Um, the things. I'm going to start doing videos. Cool. Yeah. So maybe we'll have like a segment like in the kitchen with Christina and Jamie. I love that. <laughs> I would really do that too. Awesome. I'm um, hoping to redo my kitchen downstairs soon too. So I'm like, cool. I want to make it all light and bright. But um, tell people where we can find you on social media, how you can be contacted and what you offer. So I am on Instagram, uh, Jamie underscore Surya underscore yoga underscore studio if you just type jamie surya yoga studio i'll pop up same thing on facebook jamie surya yoga studio you can always reach out via email via instagram message and we're always here for you for yoga meditation we offer trauma sensitive yoga yoga for mental health the traumatic brain injury course Um, we offer classes from super beginner to advanced we're trying to just make a space where everyone who comes in feels like a family member so come and see us <laughs> awesome. and you can find me on instagram at mrs motivation i'm also on facebook as mrs motivation and if you know someone else who has a story that you'd like for them to share with me i would love to hear about them please email me at chrissyclemente at gmail.com And definitely hit subscribe so you can get the newest episode at your fingertips. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out. That was awesome.